Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. I give you permission again. <laughs> We're talking uh, off air and I'm going to start the conversation by finishing this one about Coffee Nation on TikTok. Yes. Um, and like the way that they showcase the different ice. Is it only iced coffee? We're talking about iced coffee or they make any type of coffees. I, th- I think definitely at the moment it's all iced coffee. So they have the most aesthetically pleasing ice cubes. They're really tiny cubes and they just look so perfect. And I never thought I'd be sat here talking about ice cubes, but they just look so pretty. And it's the sound of them pouring it into like the em- empty glass and then they have the coffee and then they do fancy things. So they'll make like salted caramel iced coffee or like really fancy like mockers using ice cream and stuff. And just all their shots are so like, ugh, like I've watched, I've watched basically their entire account like, in the last few days. I'm not going to lie. Um, and yeah, they do other things as well, like matcha lattes, and they, they look just so good. Like the lighting, it's just, it's just perfect. And yeah, it makes me want coffee like 24 seven, which I already did anyway. So now I just want it even more, you know, it's a problem. 
we were talking about um I asked you if you were making it on your own and you said yes and I, I've been made, making a few too especially when it's really hot in the last mm-hmm. couple of days and I'll be honest obviously I want to watch them now because I'm pretty sure if you get the steps wrong because I've done that you actually end up with watery sad coffee it's possible you think it's foolproof you add three things and you're done no actually if you do it the wrong way around so again if anybody else wants a nice coffee I'll say wash the guys first <laughs> I made a massive mistake. It was a puddle of water with a bit of coffee. And I was like, a bit of milk. I was like, this is horrible. I made one um, the other day. I I made one yesterday, which was nice. And it was, I mean, it it wasn't the best thing ever, you know? Like, you know, when you get it from somewhere, like, it's like, oh, this is nice. And the ones in the videos look proper. Like, that would be really tasty and delicious. What I had yesterday was, it was all right for, like, a home iced coffee. But the one I made one the other day as well, and that was a bit of a fail. Yeah, it just tasted like watery, not really of anything. Like the coffee flavor had sort of disappeared as well. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah. But I still drank it. But yeah, <laughs> it's hit and miss. You know I'm thinking, obviously, we both were, kind of, were going into London, I guess, into work a lot. I know as much because I'm quite far away these days, but I would go twice a week before the big mm-hmm. TP, whatever you want to call it, happened, that one. And I remember that it was one of my guilt, guilty pleasures. I guess guilty because you spend about four quid like, or like up to $5, whatever that is, just on one coffee. But I did enjoy that, especially when it was summer and I can actually get something fancy and a bit less hot. It's so nice. And I think I'm kind of almost wondering whether I was clinging more to the idea of having that coffee while I was walking from Waterloo all the way to the other side of town. But I don't know, I remember that. And I think that's sometimes what I'm trying to recreate. It's nice to have the coffee at home. Um, there's something with a takeaway cup, by the way, your own reusable cup, please. And thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I just found it like a little mini ritual that really made me happy at the beginning of the day. I don't know if you did that, but I that was bang on what I would do, get into Waterloo, find best coffee, and then just kind of walk all the way back. So I used to be a little bit like maybe against the norm and basically battle it out like just fight through the pain <laughs> god that sounds so negative but like till around lunchtime and then i'd go and get my coffee and then depending on yeah the weather basically it'd either be a hot one or an iced one and i do remember both the feeling of oh this is so much money and like you know almost having to prioritize like sometimes i'd look at my week and be like which day am i most gonna need the coffee <laughs> prioritize here but yeah I do remember some really nice iced coffee like experiences I, I mean and normal coffee like hot coffee and it just being like oh yeah this is worth this is worth the extortionate amount of money but it's it's one of those things isn't it you're like ah oh, this is is this worth it or is it just I'm a painful experience probably yeah but it's just it's nice it's nice I like it <laughs> You know what, if now everybody or all our lovely listeners are going to just literally go into a caffeine rush, it's going to be our fault because we either either encourage them to go into the next coffee shop or to watch Coffee Nation and now they're going to be like desperate to have about 16 coffees. <laughs> Sorry, peeps. I'll take, I'll take the hit. It's our fault. <laughs> um, but I thought we'll start the week like that. And actually, uh, if we can, I today I'm going to guide you potentially to talk about one thing. Obviously, we're going to talk about other things, but there's one thing that caught my eye this week. I don't know if you've seen it, which is, which I feel is almost like Instagram giving up on people keep making speculation. Adam Mosseri or Mosseri, whatever you call it, because it's 
you know, from the US, but I say the Italian way, posted or the company posted an article. Have you seen that? Or have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I going to shed a big light for you? Is this about the algorithm? Yes. Seen it. I and seen I kind of, I feel like the Instagram elves were like, oh, I can. You know, like, because obviously on Instagram, everybody talks about the Instagram algorithm, at least once, marketers especially. You know, it's always mm-hmm. like algorithms are always something we want to talk about, but definitely the Instagram one. So I think there's like probably somebody else that was like, you know what? Just bloody, just bloody tell them. Just shut them up. <laughs> That's how I feel that conversation went. So um, I got it in front of me. So obviously I can pull a few things, but I'm going to let you maybe share a bit first. I don't know if you looked at it or if you read anything, uh, but what are your thoughts if you had had a look at it on that? Or if not, you know, why do you think actually this thing came out on Creators Week? I know. I um, I am pleased that they have finally kind of unveiled, right, this is how it works, guys. This is what's happening behind the scenes because you're completely right. Instagram feels like the kind of platform where everyone is discussing, not everyone all the time, but definitely people in, I'd say from the marketing side and also in the influencer side, it's a hot topic. There's always speculation. Oh, if you do this, it's going to help. Or if you do this and it's kind of like mysterious and, you know, feels a lot like guesswork some of the time. So I'm really happy from that perspective that um, we now actually have some cold, hard facts on the situation. But it did make me think, I don't think that there's this much chatter around the algorithm on other platforms. You know, I don't think it comes up as much. And I was thinking, I wonder why that is. I wonder why Instagram has become the place where people are so obsessed by the idea of how it works. But I do like... So in, in terms of the, the, there's like five interactions in there with, what are they? I've got them as well. Um, how many seconds you're looking at posts, comments, like it, uh, liking, likes, if you've saved it. And if you look at the profile photo, I think they're the ones, they're very key actions, which are going to be considered um, in the algorithm. And I thought, yeah, that all makes sense. And I think, you know, you could kind of have guessed basically that it was tied into things like that. But I think, you know, with this new insight, hopefully the people who have been questioning it, basically, oh, you know, the algorithm isn't working for me. It's not working for me. It's like, well, now, you know, so now you can you can do the things you can plan your strategy and like take action. And hopefully then I think I don't want to, you know, be a negative Nancy over here, but I think some people (laughs) in the past have like, relied on the algorithm being a problem if they're not getting great engagement and stuff and i'm like of course that's sometimes going to happen and there's definitely been some blips over time where like everyone's been like um why has everyone got like zero likes today but i'm like well now we know so now this is a chance for like creators brands alike to actually you know take that information and make it work for them and then if it doesn't work look at their own strategy rather than just dismissing it. Oh, it's, it's Instagram's fault, you know, that's my thoughts. <laughs> I love that. And actually you picked up a couple of things that I was literally thinking myself. I'm going to add to one of them, which I think he was like, well, wh- why? I think there's, I can see two reasons. One historical and one more like, just trends, I guess, for which uh, people keep talking about the algorithm and people catch kind of, you know, complaining, especially. Uh, so actually there's three okay first one for me at least 
Uh, I've been on Instagram since people were using, what was it called? Oh my God, was it a Louisiana filter? Or those filters, okay? I'm going back that way. Wait, I had the really cranky first filters on my photos. So, as in, not just use it once or once in a while. I use it all the time. The pictures were absolutely terrible, and, but I enjoyed it. So, the first reason I think why then the algorithm conversation started is because of the fact that we need to remember that Instagram has grown massively compared to other platforms in a short, in not enough short period of time. It's not like TikTok that kind of came out and obviously grew fast, but also, you know, it almost like it has, it hasn't been a case of it went from it's like chronological pictures to such. It started with the algorithm. So I think that's been a big help. Like you have the for you page, it's it's kind of clear how you can get to it. It's got a simpler kind of proposition. And then it's almost like the amount of people have always been quite relatively growing steadily, whereas Instagram went from being mainly chronological because, let's be honest, it wasn't used as much to then a variety of formats and the, the growth of people and posting has changed that massively. Two, because of the fact that it went from chronological to then showing different things, People were speculating also because, and that's the second point, a lot of people were making money out of the platform. A lot of people found it as a way to monetize it. Even before, let's say, experts trying to get clients or brands getting product bought, the creators as well. I think the fact that there's so many creators on the platform that were making money or they were actually quantifying their output and analytics has definitely put a lot of pressure to be like, why is this not performing as it was? And third, now I'm done, I think another reason is, in my opinion at least, because a lot of experts slash marketers, less professionals, like to talk about social media. And so let's be honest, uh, going back to negative nineties and conspiracy theory hat on, uh, is back, the conspiracy theory hat is back. I think like some people obviously feel like, well, everybody wants to know how the algorithm works. I'm gonna tell you the hacks, I'm gonna tell you the things that you can do to be shown more in the feed. And I'm like, okay, cool, it's fine. But because there was nobody else to, to weigh it against, then you will kind of follow whatever somebody said like as and use it as gospel. And I think that's been one of the big things that made a difference. So that's kind of how I see it. And I don't know if I'm just, again, going back to like conspiracy theory and being a bit cynical, but I feel that there's been a combination of things and Instagram eventually said, okay, enough. This is how things work, just to get a better understanding and almost to level the playing field so that actually it's less about the complaining. But I also feel it's because Instagram is really, and there's kind of other news from the week, is banking so much on really now putting a lot of spotlight onto the creators and the creator tools as well. And I think it's almost like a way to reassure them and almost kind of get clarity from both a brand and a creator perspective. That's kind of how I see it as well. Definitely. You raised such a good point there, actually, about how you would get accounts on the platform, you know, claiming that I know how it works, I figured it out, or I've got, you know, follow these five tips and you will grow and stuff. And I think you're going to get people who have genuinely spent time researching it, trying things out and have actual data they can fall back on. But then there's always going to be someone as well who's just kind of making it up as they go along but claiming like yeah I know all of the things and then people follow that they're not going to get the results that they've kind of expected so I think that's a really good point that you've made there actually by saying like you know maybe this is Instagram's way of saying shush like no it's just stop stop 
kind of um oh, i've forgotten the word stop stop thinking about what might be basically there's such a like more eloquent way to say that but hey ho um <laughs> hey was that the word anyway um but yeah by by saying like this is how it actually works so there's no there's no mystery now basically in this so i like that i really like that and i definitely think this is all part of them helping a the creators as well but also i was thinking is this tying into their whole thing of wanting the platform to be a positive place and a kind place by laying it out like this and saying like black and white this is how it works this is what you can consider if you're wanting to like you know boost yourself in the algorithm basically it's going to stop i think conversations that were had between those types of people who were claiming or did actually have a good insight into what was working and what wasn't you know i i feel like by taking away again that that kind of mystery it's like okay this is a safe space everyone's on the same page so now you can just kind of grow like you can just do it yourself without worrying about any of that what do you think i agree and i think that's actually if that was the case that will be such a positive way to actually like take the next step almost for the usage of the platform because you know the platform itself knows that they have that they have a bit weighing game when it comes to the the social sphere like as as the platform that most people use and because of the fact that we talked about twitter in the past couple of weeks and now we're still trying to figure out who are the users that twitter is really trying to harness right now linkedin is a bit more obvious and i think instagram knows that they can tap the creators they can tap the experts they can tap the brands you know like literally they got such a wider like plethora of kind of points they can actually bring in and I think that's going to be a big thing I also love what you mentioned there because I was looking again and they uh, obviously in the newsletter there's a link to the article but also uh, they focus on explore feed feed and stories and uh, reels separately even if to be very honest what I like is that they all have the same sort of well not parameters but the same four points which is you mentioned earlier as well the interaction side of it but as a macro level information about the post itself the history of interacting with the person your own activity and information about the person they actually posted so it kind of goes back to the fact that yeah you can use the hashtags yeah you can use this but it's really about i think it goes back when you read between the lines it's just about obviously the quality of the post which is excellent so just you know but also how present have you been on the platform? And something that fellow teacher Jess talks a lot about, you'll hear it in a podcast soon enough that we recorded. Um, it, when you look at it, it's just like, okay, how, who do you interact with? Who interacts with you? And how are you kind of talking to different people? So it's almost like stop posting and forgetting, but almost like, I know I see a lot of hacks these days and then I'll stop my rant on the hacks, but um, then about, engage with five people, engage with three people, engage before and after, do this and this. And it's like, that's fine. If it helps people, you know, remembering to actually interact a bit more because he's kind of more regimented, I get it. It works. But also it's not necessarily that that works because you engage with five people or 10. It's just, it works because you're actually spending a bit more time on the platform, communicating and actually interacting with people. That's kind of, I think, what Instagram is also trying to say as well. You reminded me of the 
uh, phrase post and ghost where people would just post and then they expect all this level of interaction and everything and it's like well you've you've actually left the app and gone and done something else so no why do you think that's going to happen but um no i i agree i think it's going to put the spotlight much more on our kind of user behavior isn't it and hopefully get people thinking about oh yeah maybe i do need to kind of look at how i'm using the platform if i want to expect growth in a different way to i think like what you're saying as well with the these hacks i've seen them as well like the number of times i see i i just i find it a bit fascinating actually to read what they are because they're like if you do this and you do this and it's like how have you come up with this <laughs> like it's like it's like almost a treasure hunt some of these instagram hacks you know it's like you've got to find x marks the spot to get that you know level of interaction but yeah i think it will be it'll be good for people to have to know that this is what they need to consider and actually oh yeah it's not just about what i'm putting out there it's about how i'm using it how i'm interacting with other content creators and you know the, the experience as a whole obviously this has taken over a lot of the conversation but i knew how important it is because obviously the fact that i'm again just to kind of close it on my side you know with tiktok you're the expert so obviously i'll let you tell us maybe a bit more about that maybe i'm wrong but you know you obviously you want to interact you want to engage but we just know that you know if if a tiktok goes really well and does really well because the quality of the tiktok is right the trend is right that will do even if you don't get like even if you don't comment on everybody else's tiktok linkedin questionably it is a bit different there's a bit there's a lot less pressure twitter even more so to be honest um so when you look at things and obviously pinterest is more of a search engine anyway so when you look at it you really understand that instagram is banking so much on keeping people on the platform through conversation over scrolling or over digesting the content so i understand why that came about and that's why i wanted to talk about it as a key thing now i don't know if you have any parting words on that but also on top of that is there anything that caught your eye this week as well? Because that obviously got a lot of my attention, but I'm sure I know that other stuff has happened as well. I think I would say, well, another big Instagram thing actually was there the announcement of the affiliate program. I thought that was a big one. And so basically you'll be able to sign up the affiliate program and then it, you'll be able to access basically a catalog, I suppose, of products that you can then use in your posts. And it's essentially cutting out the middleman. So if you use it, you can earn a commission. Sounds great. And I mean that genuinely, that always sounds sarcastic. But <laughs> I think that will be really interesting, especially when we're thinking about brand collaborations, how they work at the moment, and if this is going to make brands actually have to work a little bit harder. Um, because if you know, you've got your influencer over here, they can use the product, build a commission without even speaking to you. I think that's great for the creator. That's really, really good for the creator. And I like that flexibility that it's giving them. I also think it might have an impact on brands and whether the sort of traditional collaborations that we're used to, will they become um, primarily for bigger kind of ongoing campaigns? And then your regular sort of posts that you get where like, oh, look, I've been sent this product or I've been gifted this. Will that just sort of fade into this just affiliate stuff? I think that's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. What did you think of it? That's my jam, girl. That's my jam. I mean, obviously, people that don't know me very well wouldn't know that 
and because of creative impact, influencer marketing has been one of the things that I've been doing quite a lot. We had also like an agency side of it at the couple of years ago. It's not necessarily my main passion, so I kind of left left that side, just the managing. But um, I kept looking, and obviously we went from not having anything to having a lot of platforms. And I love what you mentioned there because as you were talking, that one thing just came into my head, and it's like, are we literally getting this platform to get out of business? Are they gonna run out of business, or, as you say, and I hope it's that way. But are they going to shift from the one post? And there's some of that I love, like Tribe. I've used that. I know the guys. But I'm wondering whether these platforms are then going to have to shift and pivot from the one post at a time to the, um, uh, to the again, like maybe focusing on supporting, finding people for longer-term collaborations. Because obviously we work with a lot of creatives and creators as well as experts. And one thing that I know that is one of their biggest struggle is just, like everybody else, is time and also finding the right brand and then even with some platforms that again we do recommend and we work with to help uh creating like media kits and stuff it's all fine but it still takes time and unless you have an agent that works that for you which i would recommend especially if you're looking at a longer term partnership for one post one given time it's a lot of back and forth for that so i almost would welcome that because realistically speaking unless it's a blog collaboration which I'm much more rare these days, I find, for obvious reasons. Think about it. If it's YouTube, if it's Instagram, if it's TikTok, then why not centralizing it throughout that platform? Unless it's a sponsorship that goes beyond that and it's more like editorial and we do that ourselves or podcasts, which I think, again, is different because also they usually tend to be longer term or more packages and bundles. If it's a one-off, then why not doing it through the platform itself? From a brand perspective, I know the main pain point, and then I'll stop ranting, is the cost of some of these platforms. Because obviously, you know, these platforms have to make a living. So that there's going to be an extra commission on the take some money off what the collaboration is and what you do. So the question is, what if a small brand can actually say, I'm only going to pay this amount or I'm only going to do this? And then for the creator, instead of having to set up a new account or a new thing for a new affiliate system, which is complicated and also is very laborious for the people, just get on Instagram, choose a pl- choose what you want to promote and then do it. I think it's so much easier. And I wouldn't be surprised if, as you mentioned, then it also started to almost kind of work its way through into the gifted side of things, because that's another massive pain point. All this faff, all this confusion, DMs, just to send somebody one thing and then how you want to quantify that. Another rant. So basically, I agree with everything you said. Oh, no, I think I think you're completely right. And I wonder as well if it might actually be an opportunity for smaller brands with a few products who are getting started and even looking at sort of from their perspective, their time that it would take to reach out to people and also get that recognition. I know, you know, if you're going to choose to promote something, you obviously want to make sure that you're aligning yourself well with the brand and it's somebody that you want to work with but i think that can sometimes be a challenge um particularly with smaller brands almost get kind of getting that trust so maybe this would help um in that situation as well if it's straight directly through instagram they're starting to build their brand the influencers and creators are also getting the opportunity to promote it super easily you know and i'm like okay maybe that's another a good way that this will be used as well um i think it's great though i think i like it it's a bit like oh what's gonna happen how's this gonna end up but i think it is for the better i think 
hopefully she says <laughs> i agree i think there's going to be a big difference when it comes to that and it's kind of seeing like how that shift is going to it's going to then take forward because we've seen so many platforms starting to think about and implement creators tools it's just it's a no-brainer that things are going to shift that way now one super quick fire last thing again there have been other things but i find this a lot of them have been reported and stuff and there's one that maybe we can touch on even like next week because it's quite interesting but i've seen a lot of little little things dotted i think instagram with the creator week and all these announcements really stole stole the day but i don't know if there's anything uh quick super quick twitter spaces making a button in the uh in the app along the, the lower toolbar i was like oh because i was literally having a conversation with someone the other day about just spaces and i was thinking and i think we've covered this as well maybe last week about how I, it's not as busy it's not i haven't seen as many twitter spaces as i would have expected considering how little there are on clubhouse as well um and i was like oh i just don't feel like i'm i know they exist you know like i'm not seeing many at the top and then Twitter announced that they're going to have this Twitter Spaces tab where you can have a look for other ones. And it's going to be, um, I read something and I don't know if you remember, ages, like years ago when Twitter had a moments tab. Do you remember that? It was like, I, I guess highlights. Maybe you could even say it was an early version of stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically it's quite controversial for them to be adding a new tab. But I'm like, oh, this will be good because I, yeah, although I'm not going to be using the feature like so um, audio social media as much because, yeah, we're kind of moving about a bit more. It would be nice to find them a bit more easily and see what else is out there that's outside of my network, you know. So that was a, a small update, which I was like, yeah, this sounds good. I like it. I saw that and they're, done, they're implementing other little features to actually help with the discoverability editing and stuff like that alongside that as well which we put in the newsletter too. So if you want to look at those, I was thinking the same, by the way, when I saw that, I was like, okay, now they're trying to make almost everybody a bit more aware that that spaces are there and discoverability is going to be easier because you can see the list and then choose where you want to tap into if you have that time. And I think it allows them just to see how effective it is because that's the problem. Unless you make it super clear and easy, I think they were almost hoping that it would be just a case of, yeah, we're just going to, put it in there and then people will know but it's like ah, eh, that is not priority anymore so i really appreciate that it was going to be interesting to see how that pans out so yeah basically the world of social never stops much to our much to our um joy uh, and probably everybody else is listening um but i hope you enjoy this week's uh, podcast again if you want to look again at the algorithm update to make sure that you check the newsletter because put the link in there so you can read the whole article from the gram if you have any questions for us, if you want to share anything, remember you can find me at Fab Giovanetti on all social pretty much everywhere. What about you, Becca, again? I am at Becca Social across all of the places. Thank you so much for listening. Head to allsmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.